tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. There we go. Joining me as always, my partner, Crown, the man, the myth, the legend. He asks all the important questions, Xavier <laughs> Guerrero. What's up? Dude, they call Xavier Guerrero the Connie Chung of Mexicans. That's what they call him. Uh, jo- <laughs> hey, man, I, I don't have any problem with Connie Chung. Remember when she called right. Hillary, Hillary Clinton a bitch that time? Hey, dude, that was, dude, who took that as a disrespectful, bro? That was the, one of the highest forms of flattery I could give somebody to call them a Connie right. Chung of their ethnic group, Johnny. Yeah, it's a good thing. You should owe, you owe Xavier Guerrero an apology. <laughs> and on the one to anyway. two, he's the instigator of this whole thing, my good friend and yours, Johnny Woodard. How are you, Johnny? Good, man. Good. Uh, it's, I think we got our last 90-degree day today in L.A. I think it's going down. I know. Down it's finally here. going down, right? Hey, Xavier, oh, where, oh, tell us about your podcast real quick. Uh, it's a George Press Stories. I produce it. Uh, we just had uh, Renee Garcia on, so it was a little crazy, but it was fun. Check it out. Yeah. George Press Stories on YouTube. Any podcast app, check it out. Uh, word is it's uh, felonies on audiobook, okay? That's how that goes. <laughs> uh, Johnny, Broken Sim, when will that drop? Uh, end of this week again. Um, Maybe. Yeah, well, almost certainly, I hope. Uh, All right, man, I that's lost, great. I lost a little data, so I had to kind of. Dude, isn't that about, all of us in 2020? Lost, We've I all lost about, a little data. I lost about two hours of work, which was. I'm sorry, happy. Johnny. That didn't make me happy, but. I'm uh, sorry. Maybe it's because you mocked me when you used my, <laughs> my, my house as your uh, backdrop. Well, I, I'm, I'm celebrating. You're, you're, you're uh, celebrating the bad paint job going on in my keep, wall. You the one that brings it. I never said a word about that. You say it every time. Oh, you, you make it the f- the focal point of the background. <laughs> it's literally your background, and you're I know, you're but it's about. that's not the point. It's the point is that you're making it the if focal point. If you cared point. that much about it, you Johnny. If you cared that much about it, Johnny, thank you so much, uh, guys. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you can thing. see me live. Uh, you guys want to see me live? I'm gonna be live <laughs> at the um uh the, the good good nights Charlie's live at no, the hold on no. one second. It's good nights now. It used to be called Charlie Good Nights, then they changed the name. Oh to really? Yeah. Oh really? Is that, is they got in, they got they got Kate. They got rid of they got rid of Charlie. Yeah, what happened to Charlie, dude? They just simplified the name. They said fuck Charlie. All right, so I'm gonna be at Raleigh in North Carolina at Good Nights Comedy Club September 24th through the 26th, and then. Following that week, I'll be at the St. Louis Helium Comedy Club October 1st through the 3rd, okay? Uh, grab your tickets at the goodnightcomedyclub.com, uh, goodnightcomedy.com, and the St. Louis Heliumscomedy.com. Uh, and that's that. And then what else is going on? Guys, I have, a, I have some Patreons. I have some of that, some of this, but I've kind of been pounding on those. I just want to say, check out the t-shirts. Go to uh, tinfallhattshirts.com. We are putting up new t-shirts every day. And then if you want coffee mugs, go to tinfallhatswag.com. 
Com and you can grab those there as well. Anything else, guys? Uh, you can. It, you, we talk about a shirt later in this episode. Uh, BSmerch.com if you want to. A lot of merch. So shirt. I'll put all the links into the thing. Just go look at that, dude. Are those the socks? socks? Yeah, I'm rocking around with fucking tinfoil socks. Dude, I am on your feet, man. And I love that I shirt. Know. <laughs> Xavier Guerrero working his ass off on those things. So, guys, I appreciate you very much. Uh, this is a great show. It's with crow 777 enjoy the show all right let's get into it joining us uh he's a wonderful researcher and he's been highly recommended by multiple people please welcome to the show crow 777 how are you brother i'm good man thanks so much for having me on i appreciate it man thank you you come uh some of the people who've done the show in the past have all said very nice things about you uh for our listeners who might not be familiar about who you are could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your and your research i think most people originally came to know me around 2012 2013 with the telescope work i was doing film in the day and nighttime sky almost around the clock as much as i could uh, and then later the podcast crow triple seven radio Nice, nice. And so, what, so when you started filming, what, what did you discover? Um, I, I initially set out to film what would be probably called UFOs. Um, and it was a very short period of time before I accidentally called what's, caught, uh, what's come to be called the lunar wave. Um, although, to be honest, if that was to be <clears throat> renamed now, I think it might be a better descriptive term to call it maybe a firmament wave. It's been shot numerous times in front of the moon, a number of times in front of Jupiter, and once or twice in front of Saturn. So anywhere the ecliptic is, I'm guessing you can see a wave. And in my mind, that probably relates to what we call the firmament. Oh, snaps. We're there into we it. We're into it. Johnny is already uncomfortable. Uh, Not true at all. We're into it, dude. I, I can uh, see him. He looks fine. <laughs> well, he's fine. This is a joke. It's a running joke. Everybody loves it. But I'm excited to um, I'm excited to do this. So uh, what instrument did you use to get this started? <clears throat> so originally in the 90s, um, I went into probably the most debt I ever did, not buying a car, to get yeah. a Mead 8-inch Schmidt-Cassegrain fully robotic scope. At that time, the Meads were made in the United States, tough as nails, good stuff, not so much anymore. Made in Tijuana, owned by China, I think. <laughs> um, so don't buy Mead is, is <laughs> what I always say. The old Mead, my old original Mead that was made in the U.S. with U.S. steel is a tank. It's still going. Um, but then later I got a Celestron. So that 8-inch scope is what started all the work. And I later upgraded to an 11.25-inch scope. And what did that scope cost you? At the time in the mid 90s, I had gotten out of the Marine Corps. Um, I think it was like 2,300 bucks, something like that. And what would you think that would cost today? Oh, I think that, that they've, they've maintained within a range. So I'm, you know, you could probably get used ones for cheaper than that that have been certified and are quality scopes. Um, but mm, three, between three and four grand, maybe for a good eight to 10 inch scope, I'm guessing. Because I haven't so, looked in a long time. So you get into the, you get, you're in the Marines. What'd you do in the Marines? Uh, I was a radio op operator and a cryptographer. Well, what's a cryptographer do? Uh, encrypts the signals so that nobody can read it. You know, you got those little punch papers they issue all over the world each day. So ah. that'll decrypt that kind of thing. It's, it's the form of encryption still. Well, when I was in still used by the Marine Corps, it's kind of old school encryption. Okay. So your encryption and that stuff, what made you want to start 
like just seeing UFOs. And I, cause I find this interesting because, you know, it's like there's so many people with telescopes and I don't know how many people are flat earthers or believe in UFOs, but I just find it so interesting how there's so many people have so many different views of everything. And we'll, and why, do, you know, it's like I was on Alex Jones with, with, uh, you know, Eddie Bravo. And he's talking about when I was a kid, I would look at the telescope and I would see, I would see the, the, the moon around base. I'm like, I don't think you did, dude. I don't think you saw that at all. But Wait, what, what was he saying, Tim? You kind of like, off, he yeah. saw like the moon around, I think Venus, he was talking about that. And I forget which planet it was. You mean he, he saw a moon orbiting Venus or he yes. saw our moon near? Okay, I got you. Okay. Got a moon you. orbiting Venus. And oh, I, go, I never heard him say that. That's interesting. Did you? He, I, he's either Venus or Mars. It was one of those, one of those planets. But more likely Jupiter. You can see four moons pretty readily around Maybe Jupiter. it's Jupiter. Maybe yeah. it's Jupiter. Now, so, so when you get into the filament, right, we're, we're entering a flat Earth uh, uh, territory, correct? Well, not necessarily. Um, our world is misdescribed. Uh, we're stationary, and that is, you can demonstrate it. Uh, beyond that, you can't demonstrate a lot. You got a lot of people claiming they know things that they can't prove, and until somebody gets a private airplane that'll go up 70,000 feet and look back down and take a nice crisp shot on a perfect day, we're all just guessing. Um, I love that, dude. Oh, I so that's that. interesting. I, I've never... That's what it will take then. I mean, if to, to, to give you a sort of a, an idea of what the nature of the planet is like. Well, you know, a lot sure. of the things they pass off as ISS footage, which uh -huh. is not in space, which there are no astronauts. What I call the firmament, I originally called the hard, fast barrier. Okay. I, I proved to myself there's a barrier there and we ain't going through it. I use the word firmament because a lot of people are familiar with it. But the problem with that is it's got biblical connotations. Yeah. So then half the audience gets, no matter what word you use, you're I always trying to thread more. the needle. Um, that's why I came up with the idea of the sky clock. Because if I say astrology, astronomers are pissed off. If I say mm -hmm. the opposite, then, you know, you see. So I invented the word sky clock to try to middle of the road, get us calibrated so we can intelligently talk about a thing. But here's the thing. When you see all those high altitude images that are claimed from the ISS, you're looking at planes that are at 70, you know, super, super high altitude. That's where those images are coming from and they're in our atmosphere. And by the way, I'm known for shooting UFOs and I'm good with the, uh, the description of that, but I don't accept for a second that anything's coming into this place or going out of it. And I sure as hell don't accept gray aliens giving us rectal probing. It's all nonsense. <laughs> so everything I filmed, I can pretty much demonstrate is in our atmosphere. And I did that with an optics expert where we felt we, we literally calculated out for my systems the value of a pixel because Huffington Post wanted to print an article saying I didn't know what I was doing. And clearly I had shot a supposed satellite in half geosynchronous orbit at 11,000 miles. And I said, okay, let's do this. And I did do this. And I showed them if what they said was true, it would be four or five times the size of the supposed ISS ridiculous. What it actually is, is in our atmosphere. Um, and all these things, you know, here, here's the thing for you. When they were going out to Pluto and I started saying, this is fake, this is all fake. Everything they have shown you is provably fake. And I used the example of what my little eight inch telescope in the backyard shooting Jupiter, which they're telling me is 400 to 500 million miles away. I'm shooting all this detail at four to 500 million miles and they're seven miles or million miles they're claiming from Pluto and it's all pixels. And the camera's the same size as my scope, by the way. 
I said, you're looking at fraud. This is all fraud. And so then I went to town on the moon and I said, you know, it's something 340,000 miles away. You think you can see detail on that with your naked eye? I got news for you. Um, you can't see things with your naked eye from 340,000 miles away. So interesting, dude. I think about that all the time, man. Of course. You know, you got... You got these people talking about, oh my God, we found this planet that's, you know, a hundred million light years away. I go, how <laughs> no, <they didn't. laughs> can you find that? It you is can't. so far away that you won't even be able to, <clears throat> dude, how can your, how <clears throat> can your equipment travel qu faster than so, light? So we all use a, a telescope, right? What you're telling me is the telescope they sell at Big Five is good enough. Run that uh, by me one more time. I kind of missed so, the thread. Hold, 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 hold that question. I, 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 I'm asking a question right, real quick. And then we'll get to that real bad. quick. Just hold on one second. I, we'll totally get to that because that's a great question. So when they, go, when they go, hey, this thing is 400 million uh, light years away, and they show a picture of it, how do, how do people accept that answer, Crow? What, like, does, do you go, oh, you've got to be lying. This is the whole experience of our times. There is a mega battle going on for the minds of human beings. This whole pandemic thing is a battle for the human mind. What can we get them to accept? What can we get them to believe in? And until you grow up and you're not afraid to stand up in a busy room with a hundred other adults and say, no, man, this is all ridiculous, then you're kind of under the thumb of believing in things you shouldn't believe in. And here's another thing. I set out, I filmed for pretty much five years nonstop, day and night. And that was first when the planes started to spray um, really heavy. And I was trying to tell people, look, these planes are spraying. It's not normal. And no one would listen. No one. And now it's admitted. They've admitted flat out that they're doing all this weather modification and everything else. Point is, is I set out to film all these eclipses. And so for five years, I filmed every solar, every lunar eclipse, every transit of Venus across the sun. And I finally realized this explanation of the sun and the moon from our apparent position, they're, they're, they're identical. How can that be? So I looked up a statistician who said it's statistically impossible for the explanation we're given to be true, which is the sun's 400 times bigger and 400 times more distance. Therefore, they're the exact same size. So I set out to do a single thing with very good equipment. I had an eight inch scope. I had an 11 inch scope. I had a full spectrum camera. I had a 36 megapixel Nikon with a honking long throw telephoto with a doubler on it. I had filters. I had a solar telescope and hydrogen alpha. So I set out to do one thing, to film the moon before it got to the eclipse because they're telling me that the moon is about to block the sunlight. And so I reasoned, if you're gonna tell me the, the sun's at 93 million miles, and the moon's at roughly a little more than a quarter of a million miles. That means the moon is backlit by the brightest damn thing we know in existence called the sun. I should be able to film it. It can't be done. And by the time we got to the full solar eclipse in August of 2017, I proved it outright that the moon plays no role in a solar eclipse, that it is the nodes. Uh, going back to the old Indian Vedics, we're telling you the truth. They called it Ketu and Rahu. The nodes are what's causing the solar eclipse the moon the plays nodes. no role hold on i, I don't want to jump because it seems like so uh ask your question again um uh, i just want to know if uh well i've used the uh, we've all used the telescope right but the most thing i've used is like the big five ones like the 80 dollar ones are those are those any good no um this is this is the rule of thumb so many people send me an email saying i want to get into this what should i do <laughs> 
First of all, my choice for scopes is the Schmidt cast grain style. It's that short fat tube. And they're great because you can just remove the rear cell, take the lens off the camera, make the telescope the lens of the camera. That's the way I shot almost everything. But if you're going to be serious about it, you want to get as close to eight inches as you can. If you do three or four inches, you can do the moon and get beautiful shots, but you'll outgrow it super quick. If you get up around eight inches, then for years to come, you can be doing your Jupiter thing or your nebula thing or whatever you want to get into. When you get up around eight inches, you, you have a, a wide range of things that are possible. And let's take a quick moment to tell you about our good friends at Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Dude, it's 2020 has been pretty crazy. Finally, there is some light. And that's right. It is peanut butter whiskey. Like, it couldn't get any better than that. That's how you know God cares right there, okay? It is the perfect drink for your virtual happy hour. Drink it with your friends in public or drinking over a Zoom meeting. I don't know what it is, but bam peanut butter whiskey, okay? Ah, uh, you consider yourself a black sheep, a misfit, or a screwball, then guess what? Screwball peanut butter whiskey is perfect for you. It's got a warm aroma and a delicious mood uh, palette for those who love whiskey. Why not crank it up a little bit and go with peanut butter whiskey, okay? Screwball whiskey is amazing by itself. It's a shot. It's neat. It's on the rocks. Boom. But you can take any drink you have to the next level by or whatever your favorite cocktail is, add screwball peanut butter whiskey to it and it makes it even better, okay? It's, it's, it's just next level stuff like that. It's made by a hub, husband and wife duo, uh, American whiskey with peanut butter flavor. The end result is a savior, creamy, touch of sweetness without lingering heavy finish. That's why. Uh, I love screwball whiskey. Whiskey is my choice. You know, when I was running and gunning, I loved whiskey. Uh, screwball appeals to everyone, old and young. So this is what we're doing right here because I love screwball whiskey, and I know you will too. Screwball, the original and most awarded peanut butter whiskey is now available near you at 70 proof. Enjoy it neat or on the rocks or in your favorite cocktail. Pick up screwball at your local store or get it delivered today. Ready to get screwed? Okay, go to screwballwhiskey.com for more information. Click and buy now. Please drink responsible. Advertisement by Screwball Spirits, LLC, San Diego, CA. Whiskey with natural flavors, 35% volume by alcohol. Please enjoy Screwball Whiskey. We appreciate them sponsoring the show. Let's get back to the show. Uh, to make it to make it top, topical, I know you may have, I'm sure you may have seen the report recently about uh, signs of life on Venus. What do, what do you think they're actually, like the scientists who are engaged in that science, what do you think uh, they're doing at those research institutions? Are I they think they're, they're studying uh, flowers and roosters, poppycock. Um, that's what they're doing. They've misdescribed everything, and anyone who wants to get in their adult mind and go out with their own two eyes, and, and look, look what Sam just said. He's sitting there questioning, wait a minute, man, this thing's over a quarter of a million miles. I'm looking at it with my eyes. Mm -hmm. How come everybody isn't asking that question? And then the people who go further and get optical devices and cameras and start spending time because time equates to knowing. You put in five years like I did day and night, you start to know some things. Mm -hmm. And you're not getting it out of a book or secondhand. You're doing it firsthand. Um, this idea that you can, as a matter of fact, the so-called planets, I refer to all of it as luminaries. And by the way, you couldn't put a boot on the moon if you wanted to, from my perspective. It is a light in the sky, period. Okay. What? Oh. 
So, so, and just to be clear, you think that the scientists who claim to be observing the planets, do you think they're all uh, deliberately deceiving us or no. some of them no. are some of them seeing things no, it's like that the, they think it's like, or something else? Right. It's, you know, it's a, it's a legit question. Everyone always asks it. Think mm -hmm. of the Apollo missions where everyone says, well, we had to have done this. All those, those people were not lying. They're misled. These, engi these engineers went to work and they were told they were building this mm -hmm. thing and they did the best work they could thinking I'm building this thing that's going to the stars. The only problem is that thing never went to the stars. It never left our atmosphere and it's all compartmentalized. You want to talk to me about administration of NASA? Yeah, those guys are lying. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's important to mention that because so many people say, well, how could this many people keep a secret? But it's actually, it's really not as many people as, as No, I, I'm telling you, it's really not. And on top of that, it is not like, a, I, I, this is my argument I have with Brian Callen all the time. It's just like, this is not a two-week mission. Mm. This is like a long con game and they move at a very snail's pace purposefully to position each person is like bought and sold at that air so let's yep. take a look like let's take a look at this um the coronavirus right so i i know some people who've taken their their 90 year old mother to the doctor and the doctor was telling the 90 year old mother that this one hospital in orange county has been overrun with covid deaths and and, and and sickness and all this stuff and none of that is true no nope. why is he doing that because it's just because he doesn't just, know any better and because he's just he's following in. the lead you, you know what we find here's what i have found the most educated people among us as a matter of fact i have a heart surgeon lives down the road from me the most educated people among us have put the most effort in to learning a system and they're in whole hog. You don't spend eight years in medical school than another four in, in you know, Could you don't agree you not, not buying into what you're doing. But the problem with that is, is you're learning how you and I, how all three of us, I'm guessing, learned. We went to school, we opened a book, we memorized it, then we regurgitated it, then we mm -hmm. got our A. At no time was it our ownness to say, wait, wait a minute, teacher, I'm not buying this Apollo launch thing. That was not part of our curriculum. What was is what year did it happen? What was the first man's name who put his boot on the moon? This is not learning. This is memorization and regurgitation. Now, we've done a lot of shows to show outright, provably, that the Rockefellers took over medicine in this country, outlawed anything holistic, and replaced it with allopathy. And when you go down this road, you could ask a simple question. How is it that all the way up in the 21st century when my foot hurts, I don't go see the doctor for the body. I go see the podiatrist, the doctor for the foot. Everything's been fractioned down. I can still go to China to this day, never see a chemical drug which, by the way, doesn't cure anything ever. Um, and he's in charge of the whole body. Oh, your foot's injured. Well, let me look in your nose and let me, let me look at your tongue. I'll get to your foot in a minute. Let me take your pulse. I'll get to your foot in a minute doing the whole deal. And he also has these ancient sayings that were handed him from thousands of years of Chinese medicine. Things like, if your doctor does not prescribe diet, you have not seen a doctor. Now come back to the West where allopathy rules. You still want to call this medicine? Because I don't. I, I'm not I interested in calling more. that medicine. I couldn't agree more, dude. And it's just like, you know, it, it, take a look at our, our legal uh, institutions, right? Lawyers. It's like, you know, when the movie, when the TV show LA Law came on, there was a boom of lawyers, a boom. 
everyone wanted to be a lawyer because they thought they were going to hang out with good looking people and bang <laughs> tens and just save lives and all this stuff. And what happened was there became too many lawyers. So now they just, they started just like, now you started seeing all these crazy lawsuits and all this shit. Everyone gets invested into this system uh, because they're so in debt. And that's the same thing with doctors. If you, I mean, we've seen with holistic doctors where if they play outside of the, what is acceptable, they can lose their medical license. Smackdown, yep. Smackdown. They're, they're so, risking it. So I want to ask something. What is the lunar wave? So <clears throat> back in 2012 at the supermoon, I don't remember. I think it might have been May. I have my, my young nephew over, and we busted out my scope for the first time in years. And we're looking at the supermoon, and his father's coming over, my wife's sister's coming over, and all of a sudden I hear my nephew young, uncle, uncle, there's a black triangle going in front of the moon. And I'm like, oh my God, that lucky little devil, I'll never see that again in my life. But I get up to the scope, everyone gets up to the scope for two or three hours, we're watching these black, black triangles, clear, because you cannot get the same view with video that you do with an eyepiece. An eyepiece is a much sharper, kind of better view than you can ever translate to video. So we're looking through an eyepiece, all of us, for two to three hours. As the moon apparently moves through the sky, uh, we're watching these things. So the next day, I go out, get everything I need to hook my camera up, thinking I'll film a million years, I'll never film another thing like this. Within a week, I'd already filmed something. And by September of that year, I had filmed, by chance, on accident, the so-called lunar wave, which basically looks like, for people who haven't seen it, which it's hard to imagine, no one's seen it, uh, it looks like if you took an old VHS video camera and pointed it at a tube TV, that rolling wave line you get. Yeah. Um, but with the original 2012 footage, it displaces the entire image of the moon twice. Okay, so hold on. So what do you, what does that mean? To me, knowing now what I didn't know that it was right at the equinox, and I always had felt for a long time that it had to do with the equinoxes. It was on the highest Jewish holiday, um, by the way, uh, and I thought it might be connected in some way with those old traditions. And what I come to find out after all this time is, first of all, it shouldn't be called lunar. It will always probably be called that, but it shouldn't be called lunar wave because it's been shot in front of Jupiter a number of times and Saturn a couple times. So that tells us that the wave is at least visible in the ecliptic or the path of the sun, moon and so-called planets. Um, so that wave to me is, and that's, you know, let me back up a minute. When Mr. Werner von Braun, supposedly the man who built the best rockets of all time. We still can't. We've got computers now. We still can't build what he built. We can't go back to the moon. Werner's gone. But you see, Werner lied to us his whole life. But on his tombstone, he told the truth. He left us a little psalm from the Bible. 191. That's 911 encoded, of course, because Werner was no idiot. But what 9191 psalm tells us is the firmament showeth the handiwork of God. So make up your mind, Mr. Von Braun. Did your rockets go to the moon or is there a firmament? Which one of those two things is true, buddy? I think I'll take your deathbed, you know, your deathbed statement. Unbelievable. That's, that's what I'll go with. So what I suspect is going on is that there is a wave in that thing I called the hard, fast boundary um, in, the, in the Bible and other ancient religions. It describes the firmament as separating the waters from the waters. Um, and it does look very liquid when you see it, 
but uh, I hold on. So are you are you saying that space is liquid? I said about four years ago that I suspected space would be better described as a liquid. Yes, I've heard Greg Carwood mention that before. That space might be liquid, and that's he got, not. He like, had to have got that from me. He had to. Well, no, I don't think he was claiming that his research. I think he was talking about how there was discussions, and I don't want to. I'm not trying to say he jacked anything. I don't think that's. No, what, I don't. You know. mean, he's the first guy who interviewed me, by the way. He didn't yeah. jack anything from me. Yeah, Matter of fact, I probably wouldn't be doing a podcast. Had he, if he never interviewed yeah. me, I'd be doing something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to make it seem like he, but he he's was just mentioning dude. that no, this picture was put out that made it, that kind of uh, backs up the theory that space is, is liquid. Um, is, I, the, regarding the nature of space, um, if it is a liquid, do you, do you have an intuition that maybe it's uh, some kind of display technology or, or possibly like, I mean, I know that some displays are actually made of liquid. I'm, you know, there's this theory so, among, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that want to claim a synthetic sun. There's a lot of, yeah, I'm not going yeah. there. See, to me, nature is perfect in this world full of lies. There's one place I can go any day and I know I won't be lied to. It's called nature. If I go out to a field and I learn something, I have been told the truth and whatever it was that I learned, if I learned it from a bird, a tree, a bush, a field, whatever, there is no lie in nature. Um, what I suspect is probably true or has been reflected in many religious traditions, not just our Western one that we call the Bible, but the idea of waters being separated from waters. And the idea there is, is that we're down here in a 3D material realm and the water that's being separated from us is a bit more etheric. So there's like this heavy material, and that's why it's separated too. It's like a gravity thing. By the way, I don't buy gravity, but just to use a oh, word, oh man, there we go, there we go, there we go. You don't believe in gravity? No, it's a theory based on a theory, and anything that's a theory that's a theory for very long is a bad theory. When it becomes a law, let's talk about it all day long. This is a theory based on a theory, and it was given to us by Einstein. And Einstein lied about other things. Einstein dictated that there was no ether. Sorry, buddy. This, that, that's been proven since time immemorial. So your fancy equation ain't ditching ether overnight for people who can still think. That's so interesting, dude. It's like, you know, you hear about the like Van Allen belt. I wonder if, if that is the firmament, right? Like I've always thought like yeah. that is what they're talking well, th about. Well, think about the nature of what you just said. So this thing that's been around a few gazillion years is now named Van Allen. There's no yeah, problem with that's it. that's hilarious. It's a bit like going into Africa and naming the Lake Victoria, right? No, sure no, no, no. Yeah, good point. That's so point. funny. <laughs> that's, that's very interesting. Are, are, there, um, are there recordings of the lunar wave that you've shared? That we Tons. Could, that we so could, that so we you guys know. should know that my partner on Crow 777 Radio, the podcast, Jason Lindgren, took all – my five years of telescope footage and he made a feature length film that was two hours long, which is on Vimeo on demand called shoot the moon. So anyone who wants to see it all in one shot with me explaining to the best of my ability, what I suspect is correct or telling you flat out, I don't have a clue. Um, there's weird things in there. Like I, I filmed an orb coming out of a chemtrail shooting plasma beams. I have no idea what that is, but it's what? tech. It's human tech. Yeah. Okay. Let's go through some of the things you saw. The boomerang? The boomerang was an object transiting the moon. It looks like a boomerang. It spins one way, then the other noses down, levels off, and flies out of frame. That's in Shoot the Moon, the movie. Oh, by the way, when we first did this, Jason submitted to 30 film festivals. No one would touch it. So I said, the world's not ready. Guess what? 
It's played all over the world now, and Jason just received his eighth laurel from Jaipur, India. So that film is not the laughing stock anymore. People have used it, watched it, appreciated it, um, and it's a one-stop shop. On What's Vimeo it called, the movie? Shoot the Moon. It's not this romantic comedy there they've had. <laughs> yeah i was just googling too and it's a Slight, slightly more interesting if you put crow triple seven with shoot the moon it should show you okay. are, are there are there examples on youtube of the lunar wave uh that you've shared yes go to i i can do the search right hold on well if you could just tell me the search terms i'll, I'll uh i'll pull it up and share the screen even so the listeners can or the viewers can do you see. got any questions a, xg yeah i actually do have a question so um You've seen everything, right? Like up in space. What's up with the uh, the black cube of Saturn? What do you think about that? All right. I, I'm going to take a, an assumption, which might make an ass of you and me, but I'll do it for the sake of the conversation. <laughs> um, I assume you're talking about pictures that show the pole of Saturn. Is that what you're yes. referring to? Yeah, that's, yeah, the hexagon. That's bogus nonsense, computer-generated poppycock. Really? Uh, yeah. Damn. So, but these people who worship that stuff, do you still think that is? Well, you see, the idea that they're trying to encode in the images is real. Saturn is represented by the color black. It is binding. It is cold. Uh, the metal lead, which blocks all light, is Saturn's metal. These go all the way back to the natural sciences and alchemy. So the influence of the idea of the luminary we call Saturn has always been a known quantity. What they're claiming is they got a spaceship near it. And what I'm claiming is poppycock. You guys are making up images in a computer. You can't get out of this atmosphere i proved it to my satisfaction in more ways than one and by the way your your body is tuned to here you call it a prison if you want but the truth is you're tuned to here and you ain't leaving here with your body maybe if you're a master yogi meditator you can go with your mind a little further but you ain't leaving here with physical material man it just got claustrophobic i found an, i found uh, one of his videos here this is this is this is really something 2012 uh, lunar wave um i i lunar wave 9th march 2020 is what i'm looking at or no no i'm sorry no that's the wrong thing um shit, i just closed it Here, okay let so me let me i'll do a quick search and i'll try to wait, no i just had uh where, where is it? so um you're saying that space 20, is 2017 it was 2017 is that winter 2017 is what i have here that's way down the road but probably it's a good one i mean i, I i'm gonna share that that's okay I'll, yeah let's look at it ahead. come on here, give I'll me look, the good I'll, stuff. I'll tell you. Put it up, and I'll tell you if it's the 2012. No, that's not the 2012, but it's it's an interesting one. That's not the good stuff. The best stuff. What's okay, the best I'll, I'll one? But the 2012. My first capture, the 2012, is by far the best. You can see it tracking across the screen. That's fascinating. Wow. So, if space is supposed to be liquid, and we got out of an atmosphere, could you technically put it like in a jar? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see now, now, now you're starting. Did you just ask yeah. if you could put space in a jar? He well, wants I'm some just... space water, man. Leave him alone. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All right, dude. I'm no, what I, what I'm saying is, if that if any of that's correct, the water up there is lighter and more etheric and doesn't mix with matter. It's almost what this is almost like the refresh of a of right. an asset or something on, you know, by a computer, you know what I mean? Like, like a re rendering. Oh, you mean that thing going around it? Yeah. Do you see that tracking? What, what, yeah. You can, you can see it. It start. If you look along the edge, it's a lot easier to see the start of it. Yeah. And you what can, is, what do you think that represents? Um, 
it's it's a wave. I think we can all agree on that. Um, yeah, sure. So does that do, do, does that make you think that that means it's not solid? I think it's a. Oh, here's the, okay. Can I can I send you a link? Yeah, through? if you send it to me in the message. This is yeah, so interesting. I like, dude. I the world okay, is so we, much more interesting that anybody wants to know, okay, and I don't know chat. why. Run that one. There's the 2012. There's the, the XG wants to put space in a jar, like your your mom's <laughs> fucking honey or something like that. That might be the funniest thing I've ever heard. That'd be life. a hell of a gift. Hey man, can you right. take it and put it in a jar? And let I'm it with you. I'd go for that. I'd, you know, I just don't think you can put etheric water in a material jar. Matter of fact, I don't think you can get close enough to do it that's so awesome what are we looking at here this is the creme de la creme the first capture of the 2012 lunar wave it'll come from the bottom there oh wow goes. oh okay. wow catches up to the camera which proves it was never anything oh, to wow. do with the camera but look at it displaced every crater is displaced like you're looking through water here comes another one that's pick so a crater. damn interesting wow pick a crater and watch it displace you're right you're right it's amazing Every time I see it, I'm still amazed after all this time. What so do you think it's, it might lend to this is a hologram? I started there and I regretted having said it because I was trying to describe a thing. I didn't have language. This is the moon, man. We've seen it written about for as long as we've seen it written about. And it's a luminary. It's not a ball when of dirt. When you say luminary, what does that mean? Because I flunked it's a first light. grade. It's a light. Whoa. And probably, it's probably creating its own light. This is it with what? filters. Okay. But you see how it catches up to the camera after the pan? Yeah, yeah that, well, that would prove one of the biggest, I think, uh, right. one Equipment. of the biggest claims Every against, against this, this being a natural sort of occurrence. The camera, something to do with the equipment, right? Uh, it's that proves it's not from that, the yeah. first cap capture, it was provably not equipment, though. For no. five years, people who aren't so sharp wanted to argue <laughs> that it was. Yeah, that would. Did you do that intentionally, or did that? No, that to come this. Up? I never ever took my camera off the center of the moon, and at that moment, for whatever reason, I did. Didn't see the wave start, pan back up, then the wave caught my camera, and I saw it, and I immediately thought something was failing. I reached over to to, to delete it. If I'd done that, we'd never huh. had this, and for some reason, I didn't. And then I I sat on it for a month or more. And then I finally deleted it off my computer. And that night I had the epiphany, oh my God, the camera pan. So I restored the clip. And uh, that was year fortunate, after, huh? The, yeah, the a year after that, different. I posted it to YouTube. I held on to it for a year before I posted it to YouTube. Damn, that's that's so fascinating. Look at this. Crazy, right? Yeah, like, let's just run it back just a little. Like, watch this. Okay, the, as the line rolls up. It's watch, so like said, watch it just displace everything. That's. It's like you're looking at something and then pouring water you know, over. You know how when you're in a restaurant and your straw in your glass goes through water and it looks like it's broken because yep. of the diffraction? It's that kind of thing going on, I think. That's, that's exactly wow. what it is, yeah. So what was the thruster that you saw? Um, you guys could put that one up if you can search it. Uh, it should be called Thruster Crow 777 Thruster Clip. That okay. is certainly beyond, well, everything I shot is human tech in our atmosphere. That is some kind of a craft with three thrusters probably falling back down. I shot in the clip. It looks as if it's dark, but I had a, a city light filter on. It was not dark yet when I shot that. And by the way, telescopes aren't made to track moving things. So I had to track a moving thing with a hand pad on a telescope, which I got decent at, but it's not easy to do. What? I'm sorry, you said that everything you've shot is human tech. Are, yes. Now, are you including lunar waves in that? Wow. 
I, I mean objects. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, okay. I, I thought you that, were saying no, that. So the, moon, the moon is not human tech in my view. Okay. okay. And, and if someone wants to make that claim, they got a lot of splaining to do. Yeah, the people have, though. Uh, I know. But, yeah, yeah. They got okay. to prove it. Saying it's one thing, showing a reason why is another. Oh, wow. I see what you're... Oh, holy shit. See, there it is going across the center, and you'll see the thrusters light up. There's three oh, of them. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Like retro, so I'm gonna retro try. Thrusters. So I'm going to try to track this thing once it gets away with a hand control of a telescope. Um, and by the way, it's not dark. It looks like it's dark in the footage because I got a city light filter, but the sky is blue as is. I'm filming this. This would have to be incredible speed, right? Um, yeah, it was moving right along. It always comes down to how far it is from you. But watch, when I zoom in, you can kind of see the thrusters. Oh, yeah. And I, I do a still of it, too. It's unfortunate. I shot this with the 8-inch and only 16 megapixels. My later system has 36 megapixels pixels and 11 inches, and it would have been such a better shot. But you get what you get in this life. And what explanations, uh, conventional explanations, have you been given for this, for this image? Um, I've been what? given everything from gray aliens are coming directly probe us to that's the Loch Ness monster's egg falling from space <laughs> to something more reasonable, which is what I said. It's human technology with three thr thrusters in our atmosphere. So hold on, but so is the moon in our atmosphere? If you think about the idea of what I call the hard, fast bar barrier, so think about this. If you go on Google right now to look up where does space start, no one can tell you. Usually they'll say the Kármán line. The Kármán line's roughly 60 kilometers. But for some reason, no one can tell you where space starts. It's ironic. Um, but that division that we can't get through, which people like to call the firmament in religion, which I like to call the hard, fast barrier, which flat earthers love to call the dome, we're all talking about the same thing or versions of the same thing. It is within that on the near side, on our side. It's like embedded, like studded in, Go look at the old alchemical. Remember that old Flamel woodcut where the dude's poking his head out of the dome to see what's outside? Look up a Flamel woodcut and you'll see. Okay. Um, and to me, the stars, the sun, the moon, all of it, that's, it's for us. It's right here with us. It's not a hundred gazillion, million, trillion light years. It's right here with us. This is our place here, built for us. We're the apex. We're the reason this is, exists. We, we are like the human, like, there like is. you know, that's the whole theory that we're like very special, right? The, the color one. Oh, sorry. No, go back. This guy? Three down on the left. One more down. Oh, I see it. Okay. Yeah. That's the flamel. See how he's poking his head through the firmament and all the stars yeah. are embedded in it? Yeah. And the suns, that's, that's an old alchemical communication oh, yeah. about our world and they were telling us a lot closer to the truth than NASA i mean didn't nasa just come out and say and they, that was something that jason tebow on my other podcast and i argued about was that nasa didn't nasa come out and say that the moon was in our orbit um in our atmosphere you mean yeah 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 excuse me in our right, atmosphere right. Yeah, they say all kinds of crap. You think someone might have figured that out the first time they went to the moon. And by the way, it's been over <laughs> half a century since we went to the moon. We got all this technology. Why aren't we back right now? Why aren't we living in a condominium on the moon, wow, NASA? It, the, the, the technology of the time was so primitive, I mean, relative to what you would think you would need. To, if the no, moon it was where... the best in the world. We still can't replicate what the master Werner <laughs> von Braun did. We're just idiots compared to him. I mean, is that... Go read his headstone. He told you the truth. <laughs> so bizarre.
Okay, so we have a couple more uh, things that you saw that I'm excited to hear about. The exploding orb. Now that was crazy because we were sitting there one day and my wife, all these times my wife has better far-sighted vision than I do without glasses. <laughs> she goes, honey, honey, there's an orb. We thought it was an orb. Um, turns out it was dropped by a chem plane and turns out there was a tracking device in it. But the whole time we're watching it and I, I ran in, I got my scope. Usually I, I just get a camera, but this time I said, I'm not missing this. I got an eight inch scope on that thing and tracked it by hand and then it blew up. And then we tracked the the tracking device all the way back down to the ground. It blew up over houses. So all that crap that comes out of it uh, went down over houses. It was dropped out of a chemtrail plane. The second one, we hadn't had chemtrails in almost a week. A plane went by, the second one went by, and we're pretty sure it was dropped out of that second plane. Who's doing all this? And I got one, because I see there's an interesting uh, point that I was told to ask you about is the double sun, which is something, a video I just saw on Instagram. Someone was talking about a second sun. And there that is a brought up some, yeah. some controversy, but you talk about these chemtrails and all this, like, who do you think are the people behind all this? The military industrial complex and corporations We're about to lose our government. You, you notice all the governors are doing illegal things like giving dictates to the people. A governor can only legally dictate to his staff, but these governors are all out breaking every rule of the book and they're going to be held accountable and so what's going to happen probably is our government's going to go away and we'll just report to taco bell because it'll be the last corporation standing so you see a dark future and not a bright uh, uh enlightenment no i see the future we deserve we're going to get if we stand up and act like adults this will all this is a house of cards they're building how I many people buy the corona nonsense yeah. how many people buy nasa landed on the moon but we just can't seem to get back there after half a century how many people buy that we're going to mars how many people buy anything that our government says unfortunately um, i think a lot to be honest with you yeah the people who sit there drooling in front of fox and cnn but that generation's about to tee out i just think that there's so uh, many of these idiots that are just into like that just into like you tell hey the coronavirus is that bad even if you get it you're probably you're, you're gonna live all this stuff and and they're just like ah, go listen no. to dr andy kaufman and he'll prove to you that viruses are misdescribed and don't exist as you've been told yeah i know the the uh the um and then he got censored he he told us the 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 scientific proofs and this encompasses AIDS and a lot of things. And the moment I posted it, they censored it. So what does that tell you about what Mr. Kaufman just dropped? It's the, does he um, talk about the cytokine storm? Is that what you're looking for? Sam? The, the exomes, right? The exomes. 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 That's part of it, yep. But I'd already worked out that AIDS was poppycock. I grew up in that era of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I never knew anyone with AIDS. I know a lot of people have it, but they were told they have. I mean, I tell the story all the time. I went to get an AIDS test. The doctor was like, are you gay? I go, no. He goes, okay. And I came back negative. I was like, what if I was said I was gay? You've probably been HIV positive like Mr. Wait for it. Magic Johnson. <laughs> yep. It's just interesting. Like people just can't come to grips with that. Like this is what is going on. And the people you're sending it to, like the doctors are doing it. They, they, this is what they've been trained to do. So they don't know it's that bad. And then no, they, they send they the results somewhere else and the results get sent back to them. And the people doing the results get paid a lot of money to do the testing. And then they find something to say, you got it. Um, a, a machine. It's kind of crazy. Okay, Man, remember so what? 
Remember what we said about theories? So germ theory was one of the things Dr. Kaufman rightly knocked down after I'd pointed out that a germ theory has been a theory for so damn long, it's not even a good idea. When, when does gravity become a law? Has anyone got an idea of when gravity might become a law and something we can hang our hat on? And yet everything we do acts as if it is a law. That should tell everyone something. Gravity is a theory based on a theory. Two theories, that's a double theory. Um, germ theory is the same thing. People, right now, I have zero concern. I would kiss a person with the flu with zero confer, confer, concern of contracting it because I understand now that it's electromagnetic. It's like when I filmed The Second Sun. When I first did it, I was afraid to post the footage because I wasn't sure. And I thought, I'm doing something wrong, something I don't know about here. I held on to it from 2016 to like a year, year and a half ago. Well, one of the doctors that we have on who rightly went with the Germans who tried to publish the fact that a flu is actually electromagnetic in nature, but they were never allowed to publish that. I showed him the footage and I said, I'm publishing that. I think there's a second sun. And he said, you're right. There is. When I was trained in Ayurvedic medicine and other med methods, they told me the source sun, the sun you don't see. So I went to Falconelli. And as I read all the encoded Falconelli stuff, I began to realize. So I got a friend of mine who speaks Italian to put the Falconelli into English. And that's when we realized. And so then we went to the Masonic woodcuts. How many Masonic woodcuts have you seen where there's a sun and all these lenses getting the light down to earth? Uh, but I've then seen zero Masonic wood. Cuts you've seen those you've seen those black and white pictures with the checkerboard floor you had to the line drawings oh yeah yeah yeah. i've seen those so there's a hole in the clouds and almost every one of them with light coming through powering our sun um, right oh yeah 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 so i ended up filming either a reflection or the source of what we call the second sun the one you can't see with your eyes and hydrogen alpha with a solar telescope and that, that footage is in Shoot the Moon as well at the very end. Oh, my God. I can't wait to watch this film. Is, is the second sun where the, um, where the moon gets its light source? Um, the sun is electric. The moon is electromagnetic. There's only one force in our world. It's electricity. People like Tesla knew this. And so the daughter of electricity is electromagnetism. That's what's driving everything. So the moon, we suspect can't prove it yet, is generating its own light. Um, and it has to do with electricity because the sun is electric. But what I was going to tell you, Sam, when we get done here, kick me an email and I'll send you a free key so you can just get free access to shoot the moon. It's crazy, dude. This is like, when I tell people like, they're like, is everything conspiracy? I go, it really is. Everything is a conspiracy because these people have been pulling this stuff for centuries. For the thousands and thousands of years right they've been flipping this stuff to not let us know how important we are and like more and more of my friends there it is are are co coming to grips and especially in the conspiracy community i think you're starting to see like jimmy Dore go to that way where he's just like he's talking about spirituality and stuff and i think he's just he's just realized that like everything is fucking theater yep. and 
And it's like the real thing is they come to find like the find, the only person going to save you is yourself. And you got to find it within yourself. There it is, man. Where do you search for the kingdom of God? All you Bible readers, you search within. You are the creator. This whole game is about the battle for the human mind. What nonsense can we get human beings to believe in? Because when you get a hundred million minds to believe that that fake shooting was real, then to some degree it exists. Yes. And then we start working from there. And that's the game we've been playing. And not only that, how many people understand that your birth certificate is being traded on a stock market? Nobody knows that. They sh- everyone that should even, know what that. What does that mean? What does that even mean? It means that you're not a entitled person. It means that at some level, we're all slaves. It means that the matrix was a perfect allegory. You're basically a battery. Your energy has been siphoned off since you were born. You don't, like when you register a car, you don't own that car. What you own is the certificate. When you register a thing, you get a certificate. That's yours. Yeah, I can use this thing. Or how about your kids? How is it that the state can come yank kids anytime? You know why? Because you don't even own your own children. You know why? Because you got a birth certificate. It's all a shell game. And now it's falling Can you get out of that? Can I like buy my kids back? Well, I'm not the expert, so I'm not going to answer that like I know, but I've talked to enough people recently on our legal episodes that, yes, you can become a whole human being and you can walk into a court of law. You can maintain your position. You can defend your rights and you can put everyone in that court in the liability that they should be in scared to death about what you will do next because they know you're in charge like a real court should be, not where you're being treated like. See, when you walk into a court as an average person, it's a public realm. We can only exist in a public or a private realm. If you exist in the private realm, you're viewed as lost at sea. You're not alive. You're lost at sea. And when you go in there, you're treated in this way. Now, when people who know what's up walk in, they walk in as a private citizen, a living man or woman, and they hold their position and they let the court know, I've held on to all my rights, bucko. And by the way, you're liable for everything that happens here. And that's a whole other world that most of us are unaware of. And this Man. is what's come, This is part of why we rushed into 2020. 311 is when all this nonsense started for us. You know why? Because this fake system was getting challenged six ways to Sunday. So they rushed this. Oh, you mean the COVID? Yeah. I totally agree with that. I think they pushed it too quickly and it crashed and burned. And, you know... It's just like I'm debating whether I should go get tested for COVID or not right now. Don't do it. Databases never get cleaned. Once you're in a database, you're there forever. That's a place you don't want to exist. For what? For them to tell you to stay home? That's all they're going to do. In case people are wondering what's king in the era we're alive, it is not cash. It hasn't been cash for a long time. What's king now is data. Data has been king at least since 1999 when the CEO of Sun Microsystems stood up and told us all truly, even though we didn't believe him, that there was no more privacy anymore, but you get all these free tools like email and this, that, and the other thing. He told us the truth. We didn't believe him. And now we're living with the data collection that's gone on. What most people don't realize about data collection 
is it gives more power to whoever controls the data than has ever been known in the world because they can predict what will happen to anyone or anything a year, three years from now to a 98% certainty because the infinite data set at which they are data mining allows them to do this. And anyone who doesn't believe it, go look up wisdom of the crowd and the, large of, the law of large numbers, which is how Vegas was founded. The wisdom of the crowd says, oh, I'm at the county fair. There's a mason jar full of thousands of gumballs. Everyone's going to guess how many gumballs in the gumball thing. And by the time 100 people have guessed, if you average every guess, you're usually within 100 or 200 of the actual number. If 1,000 people guess, you're starting to get within 1% of the actual number of gumballs. Cool. And if more than that guess, you're right on the damn money of how many thousands of gumballs are in that mace. That's called wisdom of the crowd. And what's going on with data collection and computers makes that look like preschool at best. Fuck, man. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking nuts, dude. It's fucking nuts. I see you film uh, eclipses a lot. What, what do you think you're seeing there uh, during eclipses? The solar eclipse is being caused by what's called nodes. And I won't really what get into that. What is a node? It's basically we're two paths. Like, you know what the ecliptic and the equator, the idea of an ecliptic or equator, it's like an imaginary line in space. Well, when the so-called orbit of one thing crosses a line like that, that's a node. But you got to look it up to know better. The, the old words for them are ketu and rahu the head and the tail of the dragon how many times have you seen a movie where the old older cultures are saying oh the dragon's eating the sun well they were telling you the truth basically it's not the moon doing it it is the nodes doing it and by the way the tibetans rightly told us the closer the moon gets to the sun the darker it gets provably true well that looks like my my old solar footage yeah it is yeah <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's a solar eclipse happening, and that is not the moon. That is a node getting ready to black it out. And by the way, I can blow your mind a little further with eclipses if you're into it. So the sun is an infinite light source. I was a roadie for years, so I know about stage lighting. If you grab a spotlight, which is not an infinite light source, and you put a person in between it and a wall, it'll make a shadow. But if you move the spotlight, the shadow size will change. Now, if you use an infinite light source like the sun is, doesn't matter where the person or the, the source is, it will always, the shadow will remain the size of the object casting it. So when they told us the shadow of the last full eclipse was 70 miles across, that's how big the object that eclipsed the sun was. These things you're showing right here are what? Those are sunspots on the face of the sun. Damn. By the way, there are, there's almost no activity and no sunspots on the sun now. Used to be so much more to see on the sun. Than what do you think now. is going on? We're changing ages. We're changing. The era we were in 10 months ago is not the era we're about to be in. And it's all going to change on December 21 this year, the low point of the sun. The solstice. Hold on. So what is happening then? We're finishing a cycle of time that all the people in charge know about, that all us have been lied to about made astrology made to look silly so we don't understand how important the sky clock is so so this is what everyone's been talking about now my question to you is do you see this as a good thing i think i've asked this before but i feel like asking it again do you see this upcoming new era time as good as a 
as a uh, ending of the old guard and bringing in a new age of enlightenment? Well, I'll put it to you this way. We're coming through a time where there's a lot of things about the way we live people don't like. That's coming to an end, which means a new beginning is starting, which means there's all this possibility. If we all grow up and do adult things, we could get a bunch of things better. If we don't, we could get worse than we are now. As an example, if we go to the digital dollar on the day that happens, we will have lost more freedom than any time in the history of human beings that I'm aware of, and they're already trying to do it. Um, they've already, the Fed has already said to the banks, you can turn down any transaction, uh, you can turn down any wire, um, all these things, giving all this control of how we will buy. It's almost like the book of Revelation, you know, get this marker, you can't buy or sell. It's a bit like that. Um, but we have a new beginning. I don't have a crystal ball, so I don't know if people will stand up and be adults or whether they'll be the same chicken livers that are afraid of a virus that doesn't exist. Do your, do your concerns about the digital dollar extend to other forms of uh, digital currency, like cryptocurrencies, like Bitcoin? and? I'll have nothing to others. do with any of it. And anyone who wants to argue it, go ahead, argue all you want. Nobody knows who invented it. Nobody knows who controlled it. And you've been told this lie that it's untraceable and all. And let me tell you something. The first moment cryptocurrency existed, you don't think the central banks understood what was coming? Well, now the central banks are going for the digital dollar and it still doesn't matter because they control the internet. Corporations control the internet. In other words, for you to get money, you have to use their highway to do it. In other words, what are you going to do when you're sitting in your bedroom and you need $30 and a little thing comes up, says, sorry, you didn't renew your driver's license. You can't have money today. What are you going to do about it? Not a damn thing. And that's where this goes. Not only that, it also ensures that every single track transaction will be captured, data mined and processed in real time. Go ahead and try to buy a eight ball of Coke if that's still a thing. <laughs> um, if you do, they'll know where it went. So uh, you look at the Sorry, sun a lot, the atmosphere going out. I know, I <laughs> so you look at the sun a lot, the, the atmosphere, the planes, all that. What's up with global warming? That's just more bullshit. Is that? Yes. Remember a thing called the ice age? Remember, uh -huh. it, we have cycles here, high and low, high and low. And by the way, if global warming was true, where I'm living now, the first time I saw the beach that's at the bottom of my street was when I was five years old. There's a chain link fence above the mean high water mark. And whenever the water hits that fence, all the seaweed gets caught and it gets all leathery and it stays there for years. It's been over 20 years since water hit that chain link fence. So how can global warming be real? That's well, attached to the ocean, something. right? Do you believe in uh, Do you believe in alien technology? No, not it's at just all. Just us. It's just us. You don't think there's in many dimensions? I I do accept that there are dimensions. Do and you think Do you think that those things could be used in the future, or will be used in the future, to deceive the the world, uh, possibly like uh, like sort of false alien attack? Uh, yeah, they're they're, they're queuing it up now. We've been seeing all kinds of like there was stupid blimp footage the other day that got people <laughs> in it up where it was clearly a blimp. Um, yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> use they're gonna use their you know aliens are real and rectal probing is real and Loch Ness monster is real and everything they can do to get you to not have common sense. Um, 
to believe in these nonsensical things. Look at me. When I started filming these things, at first I was all about, are these aliens? What the hell am I filming here? Mm -hmm. But as I zeroed in with an adult mind and common sense, I started challenging it. And then when I got the optics ex expert, I could prove there's no way this thing's even hundreds of miles away from me. If it was, it would be enormous. It's ridiculous. And Where, how that, far away do you think the sun is from the planet? I'm not 100% sure. It's, it's, it's in our environment. Let me put it that way. Do you think it's, the moon and the sun are at different distances? No, they're about the same size. They're about the same distance. If you had to give a guesstimation of how far away do you think the sun less is? Less than 1,000 miles. Less than 1,000 miles? Probably a lot less than 1,000 miles. So that miles. would mean... <clears throat> Do you do well? Uh, I guess I'll reformat this question. Do you think that the energy we get from the sun is actually sourced from the sun, like radiation? And yes, the, but yeah. the sun is not hot and it's not nuclear. All the old alchemists had already worked out that the closer to the sun you get, the colder it is. Mm. And so science tried to fool you into thinking, well, there's no atmosphere to heat up. What actually goes on is, for one thing, the tallest mountains in the world have sun. They're way closer to the sun. They have snow on them all year round right? There's your first logical, no-nonsense alchemist told you the truth proof. But there's an old saying that I hope I live long enough to test. In about five different alchemical texts from natural scientists, I read this. If you go to the bottom of a well at midday, in other words, noon, and you look up, you will see the nighttime sky, which is another proof that the sun is radiating energy that interacts with matter. And without the matter, there is no sense of warmth. I oh, want to know if that's true. I just, I'm, my mind's blown today. It's just kind of fucking <laughs> nuts, right? Johnny, what are your resident critic? What are you, a cynic? What do you think? I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't, I don't consider myself a cynic at all. I think you're kind of the, the guy who you're, you're our new version the of Aaron. Aaron, a. A. Yeah, Ron. but I'm, 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 I'm way, I'm way, He's way more open. skeptical yeah. than him. Aaron didn't believe anything. Well, I'm good. I'm good with you, Johnny. No, I, I'm, are, fascinated. I'm honestly fascinated you. by all this. Yeah. Yeah. He loves, he loves it. Uh, I get shit by everybody. He made a shirt of me that of some dumb quote I made and he's selling it on the internet. Please. Johnny is a, a silent. A, a all right. I, I got to ask, what's the quote? Come on. What's kick the out. quote, Johnny? What was it? Uh, I don't, I don't, it was something about, uh, well, it was, it wasn't necessarily the quote that was interesting. It was his, uh, he said it with such prof profundity, you know, like what he was saying was a revelation. Uh, here it is. I'm just going to, I'll share the screen so we can all. It's just rude. Then he used like my, my magician from, okay, <laughs> dude, they're plants. Without them, we have no oxygen. No, and, and the way you said it, though, you go, you go, dude, they're plants. Without them, we have no oxygen. <laughs> what am I, Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> you know, that, me and my that's bad a, that's boy well magician. That's all well and good look, until look 100 those... years from now. That's the only thing they find related to Sam Tripoli. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. That is so, man, that is so, so you, you dropped a lot of knowledge on us today. And it's, uh, you know, I, I just find it so amazing. I mean. I loved it. I love it, dude. I have one quick question. So you live oh, by the ocean, this. right? You live yes. by the ocean, right? Yeah. So they say that uh, the moon and uh, the tide have to do with gravitational pull. You said gravity's bullshit in the moon. What is that? How do they 
Nice, nice, actually. Perfect, Good man. question. I, I like this dude. He's always thinking about the no-nonsense things to ask. Dude, um, have you and Greg Carlwood ever been in the same room because you guys have the exact same voice? Has anyone ever told you that? No oh, one has. To. We oh, both lived yeah. in San Diego. We never met, but I think I was the most interviewed guest on his show before I left. I'd been on five or six times. Dude, he um, is. it is amazing how similar you guys' voice is. I don't about. know how that dude, like, he'll do his soliloquies stoned out of his mind. He never drops a syllable dude, and i always a, say dude if you just did bongs and pulled that off i'm freaking impressed yeah i couldn't do it but to get a, back to the, the point um the moon plays no role in tides and there's a quote that i'm sure everyone here will remember when i say it but they don't know that it was tied to a man trying to prove that the moon caused the tides and the quote is it's where reason goes to die remember that old quote Yes. So that comes from a guy trying to prove that the moon is causing the tides. The best description <clears throat> that I've ever heard comes from a book called Zetetic Astronomy by a man called Parallax, who's actually Samuel Robotham, by the way. Um, the flat earthers will love that. Um, and what's going on there is pressures. Where there's a high pressure, there's a low tide. Where there's a low pressure, there's a high tide. And he further points out in that book, in some places, the tides are double the number of times a day so how can that be and in some places they're not equal like one tide will be more significant than another so it i like i like the idea i can't prove it but i like the idea the most logical thing i've heard is it has to do with the air pressure pushing down on the bodies of water and by the way if the moon causes tides then how come great lakes don't have tides there's another problem right great lakes yeah. are huge yeah. there's no tide yeah. there. oh yeah just blow some common sense holes in their nonsense and then tell them to go smoke. It's their so textbooks. crazy, right? Yeah. It's so yeah. crazy. <laughs> Crow, you killed it, dude. You were great. Thank you so much. The only reason I got to jump early is because I just have family members coming over and it's going to be chaos in here, dude. Uh, it was, uh, we, it took us a little while to set this up because everybody's schedule is crazy, but man, you came, you crushed, you did a great job. It was an honor to talk to you. And uh, if you could tell real quick, Tell our, uh, our listeners where they could find you. They probably all know about you anyways. You, you're one of our most requested guests, so it's been an honor to have you on. Um, and I appreciate everything you've said and the way you've delivered your, your, your data. So thank you, and I look forward to seeing your movie, man. I really am. Okay, so, so here's I the lean deal. very more along the lines of what you're talking about, that I believe we live in a very special place. I believe we're one of many dimensions, and this dimension's very special. And uh, I'm dying to uh, see your movie. So if you could tell them where they can find you, that'd be awesome, my friend. Okay, I think you're on the money. I think you're on the path that pays. Um, so on YouTube, which I don't really tout because you don't know if it'll be there tomorrow, it's just Crow777, C-R-R-2-R-C-R-R-O-W-777. The main game in town is my private website, Crow777radio.com, C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. I post the first free hour of everything I do. The members support free speech for the second hour, which is right now, I'll tell you something. We're pulling eight shows a month for the price of a cup of coffee. Most people are only doing four, um, but that's what we're, but I'll make all you guys a deal. When we get off, all you guys send a, an email to Rose for a key, a free key to see Shoot the Moon. You guys check it out and maybe you could do a short review of it next time you're all sitting out there together. Done, dude. That should be something we do anyways. We should do reviews of docs out there. I think that's a great idea. Boom. Do it for Patreon, maybe. Good Patreon idea. Bam.
there there it is we'll make sure you got keys um i don't did rose email with all you guys or just no she Sam? just emailed with me but i could do a, I, i've, I'm e- I've emailed her too Let, let's okay. do a group don't don't leave xavier out don't pick on johnny let's get everyone's emails <laughs> dude, in oh, I, dude, I bet I, y'all like, I'm, I'm the asshole here i'm just uh, dude it's just like the guy asked there, there's a difference put between a fucking an, space and uh, jobs i mean like, on, what, <laughs> <asshole>? <laughs> you know but that's that's the thing as he said it i was thinking i'd like some space in a jar right? yeah i mean like dude can we sell that shit no i love everybody on the show and i hope they love me too uh i got a jam uh thank you so much crow you're the best and i will talk to you soon brother cheers we go deep homeboy open your mind drink from the fountain of knowledge there's lizard people everywhere that's some interdimensional shit Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim Foil hack. Tim Foil hack.